Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Democracy Live! is a leader in technology that allows blind and visually impaired voters to access and cast secure remote ballots during elections. Joining us to learn how this amazing technology works and how you might use it to vote for your favorite presidential candidates this year is Brian Finney. Brian is Democracy Live!'s founder and president. Hello there. Good morning, Brian. Good morning to you too, Brian. How, how, how did you start Democracy Live? Oh, you know, Democracy Live was started back in 2008 uh, to bring accessible voting to all voters, uh, regardless of, of disabilities or geography. And really the catalyst for that was uh, up here in the state of Washington, where back in the mid 2000s, they went to a 100% vote by mail uh, elections process which was great for a lot of voters who could be able to vote conveniently from home uh, and from the safety and security of their home. But what that ended up doing was uh, it removed, of course, the local polling locations that had those accessible voting machines um, where voters could go and vote independently and privately. And so that was really the, the catalyst to start the company was to uh, ensure that regardless of um, whether the, the polling places existed or not, and in, in the case of Washington State, they end up um, not having any polling locations. And so we needed some way to have voters uh, living with disabilities who couldn't see or hold or, or mark a ballot privately or independently to be able to have the same level of access to vote at home as the rest of the voters. And so that's when we went to work with uh, the University of Washington Center for Technology and Disabilities and collaborated with them to create this accessible balloting portal to extend access to the ballot beyond the polling place and into the home. So what does it take for the company's voting technologies to be developed and deployed to all the states? Well, that, that that's a great question. And, and part of that is, uh, is conversations like we're having today, Brian, where, uh, you know, it's a matter of, of educating the public and making sure that people are aware that these technologies have been deployed now for uh, nearly 15 years in uh, a growing number of states. And really, it, it's a matter of, of uh, educating those voters that could benefit from this type of technology, especially as we head into a, a very important presidential election cycle, that the technologies exist. Um, in, in large part, they only exist because of local advocacy and education for voters to reach out to their local uh, elections officials, to their local um, legislative uh, policymakers, to the Secretary of State's office, to really inform those policymakers that uh, that all voters, regardless of, of of disabilities, should have equal access to the ballot, um, especially the the accessible ballot from home. So that's really how it happens: is is getting the the voters to understand that the technologies exist and to advocate and educate policies, policymakers uh, to make it available. In what states is Democracy Live's voting technology in? Does that include California? Oh, you know, it does. It does. Yeah, we're, we're in over 30 states around the country. Um, you know, out here on the West Coast, we have, you know, Washington State and Colorado and, and uh, in, in 
California and, and going east, we're all the way from from you know Alabama and in, in Florida um, up to Vermont and and uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania. We're all over the country, uh, and honored to do so and, and have great. Uh, opportunity to work with uh, local advocates um, around the country to help them be informed that this technology is available. Now, to know if this is in Alameda County, I probably would have to contact my uh, registrar of voters, correct? That, that's correct. I can tell you specifically um, that Alameda, Alameda County is one of the counties that, that does uh, deploy this technology. Uh, Excellent. Every county in, in California has access to uh, this type of technology. So you've got a team of leading election technologists, cybersecurity experts, and even former election officials. What, how do these people make sure that Democracy Live's technologies are in tip-top shape, especially making sure that the voting is secure for blind and visually impaired voters? That, that's, that is a, perhaps the most important question, right, is, is to ensure that you have access to the ballot, but you have a secure ballot as well. And for a long time, I, I think the, the discussion, the debate was polarized around, you can either have one or the other. You can have either access to the ballot or security. Um, I think what we've been proven, what we've proven over the years is that you can have both. Um, and we happen to partner with uh, Amazon, AWS, Amazon Web Services, uh, which is, uh, as we all know, one of the leading companies in, in the in the world. Um, but what people don't know necessarily is that the Amazon Web Services AWS um, works with every most every federal agency um, and state and local jurisdictions to be able to secure important documents. Uh, so in the case of AWS working with the federal uh, government, they've been approved uh, by literally all the critical uh, agencies such as the CIA, the FBI, Homeland Security, uh, Department of Defense, the National Security Agency to host and secure some of the nation's most critical and, and classified documents. In our case, the ballot happens to be the document. Um, and so that's why we decided to team with uh, AWS on this important initiative to make sure that the ballot can be delivered both accessibly and with the same level of security as the National Security Agency, the CIA, and the Department of Defense. Let's talk about some of these technologies. Maybe if you can, you could do some quick demos for us, or you can just explain it. Either way is fine. First, tell us about OmniBallot. There's two separate products, OmniBallot Portal and OmniBallot Tablet. Correct. And, and that goes back to the really the, the DNA of the company, which is that uh, we believe that that access to the ballot, whether it's in the polling place or in the home, uh, should be a universal right um, for all voters. And so we've uh, developed those two different uh, lines of, of, of technologies. Uh, the portal is um, it's similar to where a voter who wants to go to Facebook and socialize or, or go to Amazon and shop. Uh, if you do your IRS, you know, .gov or, or healthcare.gov, those are all portals. And voters that have the ability to go to a Facebook or go to an Amazon, uh, you're able to log in and, and access those, those uh, technologies. The same thing uh, goes for the OmniBallot portal. Uh, using your home screen readers, your home technologies, um, accessible technologies, 
are are you are able to use those technologies to uh, log into the portal, access your ballot, uh, mark your ballot, listen using whatever screen reader uh, or home technology that you have. Uh, again, the same type of technology that you would use to go to other websites, um, such as Amazon or, or, or Facebook. And you can use those technologies to be able to access, mark, review. And then depending on the state, some states uh, will have you uh, print off the ballot and then mail it back in. Other states allow you to electronically return the ballot. Um, that's a function of state policies and, and state laws. Um, but the technology is um, developed to make sure that you can use whatever uh, home assistive technologies that you use today to go to other types of portals and, and uh, in our case, access, mark, and uh, review your ballot. The tablet uh, is essentially the same type of technology, except that it's deployed on a, uh, on a, on a uh, Windows PC tablet. In our case, we have to use Dell tablets to deploy the, uh, uh, the same accessible ballot marking technology that you would use in the portal, but you'd have it in the polling place as well. So it depends again on the state and the jurisdiction, but uh, the same core technology uh, has the same level of, of access and, and accessibility. And that is whether you're at home or in the polling place, you have equal access to an independent and private ballot marking experience. So you got the Omni Ballot Portal and the tablet. You also got Omni Ballot Security. How does that work? Well, the security envelops the entire application, both for the uh, portal as well as for the tablet. And uh, security is first and foremost, uh, whenever we develop a technology, we want to make sure that it has the highest levels of security. And what that really means is that uh, for our system, the portal is not only secured by a federally approved cloud infrastructure, as I mentioned, the same level of, of uh, security that the federal agencies will use to be able to secure their critical documents, um, but also the importance of independent testing at all times. And Democracy Live is, uh, I believe, the only technology of its kind in the election space that has over 1,000 independent vetted cybersecurity researchers that are testing the system at all times. So we have um, independent testers that are trying to uh, continually test the system. Today, we have independent testers going into the system, testing it yesterday, tomorrow, every day. We have these independent testers. And so it's the most vetted technology of its kind with some of the most leading uh, and vetted and experienced cybersecurity researchers that are testing the system at all times. That is unmatched and perhaps unparalleled in the election space to have that level of independent private testing. Um, and what we do with that is we continue, continually get that information back from the testers and continually build the portal to make it stronger and more secure um, every day. And, and so really, at the end of the day, you have uh, the portal, which is using the same level of, of federally approved cloud uh, uh, security that the national security FBI, the CIA all use together with some really built in levels of security that are truly unparalleled um, in elections to make sure that the ballot is not just delivered in an accessible format, but in a secure format as well. 
So let's just say I'm the average voter and want to use your technology and I want to vote on my home computer. How would I use the technology to vote for my favorite presidential candidates, mayoral candidates, even the governor? Right. And 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 so you should have the same right to access uh, that that balloting experience uh, in Alameda County, as an example. Uh, uh, voters are able to receive a paper ballot at home and and mail that back in. Um, now with this technology, and it's been approved and deployed in Alameda County, as well as I think over two thousand um, uh, jurisdictions around the country also have been using this technology. And the way that it typically works understanding that every state is a little bit different, but we'll just use uh, your home state there in California. Uh, the uh, the county elections official and uh, their staff, they are all fully aware of this technology. And and the, the, the first step would be to request an accessible ballot. And so what you want to do is reach out to your local elections jurisdiction. First, uh, confirm that they have uh, an accessible vote-by-mail ballot available to them in their office uh, in terms of deploying it to uh, voters that are eligible to use the technology. So you'd want to reach out um, to your local elections official, ask them if they have an accessible absentee or an accessible vote-by-mail ballot. And uh, assuming that they do, the next step would be that they would email you a link uh, when the ballot was ready for that particular election they would send you a link and uh, just like you would use uh, any other, either a website or email, you'd click on the link and then that would bring you to the portal. And typically, again, every state's a little bit different. Uh, it, it ranges from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but typically what a voter would do is using your home computer, using um, JAWS or, or any of the um, accessible uh, uh, readers that you have, the screen readers uh, that that voters um, are able to use, and we've been tested. I think for over a hundred different types of combinations of screen readers and accessible assistive technologies and browsers and uh, and operating systems and devices. So um, the technology has been designed to work with whatever it is that you're using. So you click on that link uh, using um, your screen reader in the in the case that you happen to be using a screen reader, and it would prompt you to put in typically a first, last date of birth, maybe a PIN number or other type of um, credentialing, and that would bring you to your ballot. And what you're able to do at that point is navigate through the ballot, uh, listening to all the different candidates. And in the state of California, as an example, it's, it's pretty neat. You could also listen to the candidates, or you can also listen to the, the statements directly from the candidates. So you don't have just access to the ballot, but you have access to the ballot information as well. Um, and that's all in the OmniBallot portal. Uh, but when you are navigating through the ballot, you're able to listen to all the candidates appearing on that particular ballot. As you mentioned, from president uh, down to governor and school board and city council and, and all the way down um, uh, to have the exact same ballot that everybody else has access to. And you're listening to your screen reader, you're able to mark your selections, you can review your selections, go back and change them. And then at the end of the process, once you've gone through the ballot, and you have uh, uh, confirmed that that's who you wanted to vote for, uh, you'd be prompted to print off your ballot. 
And that's how um, many states are deploying it today. Some states, uh, more and more states, are offering the option to electronically return the ballot as well. Um, so it really depends on the state and the policies and the laws of each state. Uh, but you can either access your ballot, mark it privately and independently, and then print it or electronically return it, depending on your state or jurisdiction. Okay, so I would get this um, voter... So I would get this ballot through my email. I would click on it. And then um, now I use a bigger screen. I don't use any screen reading technology. So I would still be able to see the uh, candidates and their names in bigger print, right? Correct. Yep. And, and if I needed to do more research on them, you know, I could look go still go on the Internet and look it up. Correct. In, in, in some states, like in California, they offer a voter guide. Uh, and that voter guide uh, offers candidate statements and other information that uh, can help empower and inform voters as they make their balloting decisions. And that's all fully accessible as well. So I would click on and pick my choices. After I would do that, there's a uh, submit button I can click on to submit those votes, correct? You would have two options, depends on the state. Um, you would either hit the print button and print off your ballot, um, at, what, at which point you would um, uh, print it and then mail it back into the elections office. Or in some cases, uh, you would be able to electronically return it. Again, it depends on the state laws and the state requirements um, and the policies of that particular jurisdiction. Okay. And electronically returning it, meaning um, it, would, it would still use, probably use a submit button, as I mentioned, to submit Correct. that you ballot. Right. And then at that point, what ends up happening is it's still printed. There's still a paper ballot. But instead of the voter printing it, because some voters may not have printers, uh, there might be other reasons, you know, from a standpoint of geography. Uh, we do a lot of work with um, military and, and overseas voters. And, and if they happen to be in a, a foxhole or a submarine, they might not have easy access to a printer. So there are some um, specific use cases uh, where voters may not have um, access to a printer. And so for those uh, select uh, uh, use cases, those voters could electronically return the ballot, again, depending the, on, the, on the state laws. And they would hit submit, at which point the ballot would be printed um, back at the elections office. And so there's always that paper ballot at the end of the process. But for some people, um, due to um, certain levels of, of disabilities, maybe they have Parkinson's or palsy or they're, they have, they are macular degeneration, they're blind, they might not be able to see the ballot independently and privately. And that's where uh, this technology comes in. So I hear some major government, non-government agencies back up Democracy Lives technology. Who? So we uh, closely with, with a, an array of different uh, organizations and, and of course our, our, our primary customers are the state and local governments themselves. And, and so we would work with, uh, you know, the, dis the, the different counties in California, Alameda County is an example, right? Where um, those are at the end of the day, those are the, the, the customers that we are obligated to support based on their laws and, and their requirements to provide this to their voters. And so those are really the targeted um, uh, organizations or in our cases, the jurisdictions that end up using this technology. Now, the technology itself um, 
you know, as we went through a, a, a process where uh, they were doing election um, in, uh, in the Middle East, right, where, where they use this type of technology. And, and uh, we happen to be, um, uh, we won the Accessibility and Voting Award presented at the United Nations. You know, there are emergency, emerging democracies around the world that are, that are looking at what um, is being done here in the United States. And uh, with over a billion voters uh, around the world who are living with disabilities, this type of technology um, is emerging beyond just the United States um, to make sure that voters around the world um, are able to have the same level of access to and participate in the democratic process as what we have here in the United States. What new technologies and products is Democracy Live developing to improve accessible voting for the future? Well, you know, I, I think that's that's where we are continuing to um, to try and and uh, educate the all the elections officials, right? So not everybody offers this uh, type of technology, and I think that's it, it's been a, a dramatic and important growth uh, since the rise of mostly vote by mail around the country, and when uh, voters are able to access their ballot at home, but they can't see or hold or mark a paper ballot independently and privately, that's really been a catalyst for growth for this technology, but not all states offer it. And so I, I think uh, currently our, our, our primary responsibility is to help inform and educate elections officials and policymakers that this technology has been around for nearly 15 years. It's been deployed securely and safely, uh, providing access to those voters. So I think for us, it's a matter of continuing to uh, to listen and learn from the, the, the voters themselves, but also to educate and inform the elections community um, and the, the policymakers in the legislatures and in Congress that um, this technology does exist. It's been done securely, and it's it's really helped, in our case, uh, nearly 20 million voters to be able to independently access not just their ballot, but their ballot information. And I think uh, we see that as also the next big wave of, of um of growth, which is to not just have a democracy, but a more informed democracy, not just to have um, access to the ballot, but access to the ballot information. Uh, so at the end of the day, you're not just a, a voter, but you're a more informed voter. And so I think that is a, a really significant pillar um, uh, as part of our responsibility to deploy these types of technologies is to make sure that voters have not just access to the ballot, but the ballot information itself. What are people saying about Democracy Live? Oh, it's wonderful. We, we get a lot of uh, responses back from, from voters all over the country. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, I think we're in uh, close to 2,500 jurisdictions across 30-plus states. And uh, the, the feedback that we get has is, is been really, really tremendous. Uh, we just had a nice, wonderful note from, from a, a woman who had uh, said that this was you know, the first time in her life, and she was, she mentioned she was 70 something years old. And she said for the first time in her life, she was able to independently and privately um, access Mark um, and participate in the, in the voting process um, without having to ask, you know, a husband or a friend uh, or a neighbor to go vote for her. Um, we also do a lot of work, as I mentioned, with people that are uh, serving our country abroad. Uh, in, in the military, and, and we just got a recent note back from someone, uh, a, a GI, uh, who had been multiple tours overseas, 
And he said that until this technology came along, um, they felt like they were fighting uh, you know, two different battles, one against you know the enemy and one just to be able to, to vote. Um, so, you know, we, we get this ongoing uh, series of, of responses back from a whole array of different types of voters. And, and it really um, is, is, it's an honor to be able to support uh, voters wherever they are, um, uh, serving our country or, or living here domestically who just for, can't access the ballot, uh, a paper ballot uh, independently and privately. So it's, it's, um, it's really an honor to serve uh, the voters where we can. So if our listeners have any questions about Democracy Live, how might they contact you? Oh, you just, uh, shoot us a note anytime at info, I-N-F-O, um, at democracylive.com. And again, I would, uh, I would encourage your listeners that, that if uh, um, they don't have access to this, uh, nobody really did. And until uh, voters were educated and, and uh, uh, were able to uh, reach out and educate and advocate uh, for this type of technology. Nothing really happens in a, in a, in a democracy uh, until the people speak up. And, and so big reason, Brian, and I want to thank you for this opportunity to be on, your, on, your, um, on, your, on this interview today, to be able to help inform your voters, to be a catalyst for change. That if you want this technology, you can reach out and, and start advocating for it. Um, again, it's been deployed for for uh, uh, over 15 years now uh, in, a, in a secure manner. And um, if you uh, do have it in your in your um, in your jurisdiction, then all you really have to do is reach out to your local elections official and ask um, to be sent that link uh, to be able to access the ballot. So the process is pretty simple. Uh, but you do have to proactively, typically, reach out to your local uh, elections office to ask them for the accessible uh, ballot. Brian, we all look forward to voting in this year's elections, and it's all thanks to Democracy Live and Brian Finney for speaking out for the blind and visually impaired. Thanks for joining us today. Brian, thank you so much for having me. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under lists of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.